what have you been watching? I haven't had a ton of time, but I've found, like, time to watch a few episodes here or there of stuff. Um, okay. I caught up on the most recent episode of Handmaid's Tale. It's great. It's awesome. I <laughs> love it so much. So, like, I've made times for the ones that I really enjoy. Game of Thrones, I'm caught up on that. Love it. I had no idea how much I missed this show until this the new prequel came out. I love it. Reservoir Dogs. This show rips my heart out every fucking week. Ugh. And now I've got my oldest watching it with me, and he loves it too. And then also, he and I have been watching the newest season of Atlanta. I watched the most recent episode last night. He watched the first two episodes of the season the other night and laughed really hard because it's it's so dark and funny. And then my middle one and I finished Cobra Kai last night. Oh. I really liked it. I liked this season. I I hated last season so much, but I enjoyed yeah, this season. me too. Immensely. Like, way more than I thought I ever would. Totally invested. Same. Well, Tweed and I still have nine and ten left, or whatever the last two episodes are. I think it's nine and ten. But after every episode, I'm like, I like this season so much. Yeah, it, it's, it's really good this year. It's really good. There's less of whiny Sam drama. There's less of the, oh my god, my wife is so controlling. Stupid shit. <laughs> and it feels like the stakes are realistic in this mm-hmm. one. There's not just the stupid petty shit. Like, the villain is actual villain. Like, you don't feel for him at all. And right. I I like this. I, I'm enjoying it very much. And then right before we started talking, I watched the first episode of Reboot on Hulu. Have you seen this one yet? Or seen the commercials no, for it? No, I haven't heard of it. Mm-mm. It's a comedy. It's a half-hour comedy. But it's, like, making fun of all, like, the... Fuller House shows of all the like the 80s and 90s shows that they bring back and done a reboot of. So it's got Johnny Knoxville, Keegan-Michael Key, Judy Greer, and some kid from the Disney Channel. It's the only thing I know him from. But they're rebooting a show that they did 20 years before where they were like husband, wife, and then her first husband, and then a kid. So they're now rebooting this whole show. And it's all like the behind the scenes stuff. And one of them was a drug addict, went through some shit. One, like, the kid has grown up now, and they, like, can't deal with the fact that he's a grown-up now because they never liked him as a kid. It's really funny. I'm not doing it justice, but go watch the trailer for it. No, it sounds like a funny premise. I, and I know it's, like, like, right up my alley because there's lots of swearing and silliness. And it's got Rachel Bloom in it, who I enjoyed from, um, not Angry Ex-Girlfriend, is it? Crazy ex-girlfriend. Crazy ex-girlfriend. Crazy ex-girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what is the adjective? <laughs> yeah, I love that show. I gave up on it, like, towards the last season. I, I never finished it, but I loved the first couple seasons of that show. And she created that show. And I think she's has some part in this one, like, creation-wise. Maybe I'm wrong. But it's great. It's getting lots of good buzz, and it's quick little watch, silly show. So, what have you been watching? Well, I have caught up on The Patient. You yeah. watched the last yes. episode of The Patient, I think too. so, yeah. yeah. Yep. I think you did, yeah, because we talked about it right okay. after it came out. Not what about what happened, but that we had watched it. No spoilers here. Never any spoilers in our show. It's not what we're about at all. And let's see, what else? I finished The Staircase. Finally. And I'm back on the He Did It yeah. train. I just think he's such a dick. I knew that he had dated the French lady who was helping make the documentary but like he did her so dirty he's a dick he did it (laughs) and i uh, allegedly don't sue me 
And let's see, I watched approximately four minutes of the first episode of Game of Thrones because I was like, hey, I'm on the HBO app and I got about 14 seconds before I need to leave to go get my kids. Let's start this and just see if it hooks me. Eh, I don't think I've watched enough of it. Now, the first, like, (laughs) there's a good thing at the, not a good thing, but there's a like, (gasps) at the beginning or at the end of the first episode that's good. And that maybe that'll keep you going okay so i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna keep going i'm not making any commitments right now and then the only other thing i've been watching is i'm not even sure what it's called maybe it's just called Dahmer. yeah on netflix i think it's just called Dahmer. i am on episode four of that of course you know that i love evan peters and everything that he does but this show is so disturbing it's just really creepy. I don't know. It's weird seeing... Well, Evan Peters always plays these very eccentric... I don't even know if that's the right word for Jeffrey Dahmer. And he does it so well. But it's it's almost too well. Mm. It's so unsettling. I almost had to turn off the first episode. And I never turn stuff like that off. True crime stuff does not bother me. But it's not... Maybe the fact that it's not true crime like in a documentary style. It's... Um, a dramatization, which I don't think there's much dramatization to it. I feel like it's pretty true Spot to on. what happened. It, it is so freaky. But I'm going to finish that out. And I did watch a couple of movies. I watched Insidious. And oh, I yeah. can't remember if I had ever even seen that before. That was so stupid. It was oh so my stupid. gosh, I laughed. But the first bit of <laughs> it is scary as shit. I can't do the I, don't. I can't do the things in corners and things run behind them. I can't that shit scares me. Oh my god, when that red thing like popped up behind his shoulder and that and the mom freaks out, I cackled. I was like, come on. And then I watched this thing called Malevolent, which oh, yeah. is a Netflix film. It's just so random. It popped up on, like, my first thing, like, you may be interested in. And it's about these kids, for lack of a better term. I'm sure they're not actually kids. It's, like, a sister and a brother and then the brother's girlfriend and then, like, a camera guy. And what they do is they pretend to get rid of spirits in people's houses. And it's all fake. But they go to this one lady's house and she's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs and the sister actually discovers that her mother had this ability and she kind of has a little bit of it too. And then it just goes off the rails and it's pretty bad. But that's it. There's something else that just came out on Netflix that I just immediately added to my list. Now I can't remember what it was, but I was like, oh, I got to watch that. I don't remember what it was. I'll have to look when. That, that was a good story, Tiffany. I know. Well, because I, I was like, <laughs> Dahmer, I added Dahmer. What was the other thing I just added like last night? But I can't remember. My brain is toast. But I was going to say something else. Oh, Evan Peters. If you're interested in seeing him in a role where he's not a creepy psychopath. The office. Well, there's that. I mean, he's kind of a creepy asshole in that. You <laughs> well, need, okay, yeah. I mean, especially since you're tooling around on HBO, at least watch the first episode of Mayor of Town and see if you love it. Because okay, he is so good in that. Like, so good in that. And he plays a normal person. He plays a what? completely normal person. I mean, he's a cop. I'll leave it when I see. He's a cop and cops are, you know. Cops are wonderful. What are you talking about? Hi, everybody. Welcome <laughs> to That's So Original Podcast. I'm Kelly. I'm here with my friend Tiffany. And I won't sing your name this time because 
you got all consternated about it last time. Hi, Tiffany. How are you doing? I'm fine. Um, yeah. Uh, Please don't come after me with your back the blue stuff. I I didn't mean it. Okay. (laughs) It's all fun and games here. Okay. Gosh. Well, my neighbor just told me she's been listening and I was like, oh, Oh, shit. shit. What have I said? That's what. It's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, I haven't said anything like about the neighborhood. I love the neighborhood, but we got some kooky people around here. You know it, Jennifer. Don't act like I'm not speaking (laughs) the truth. Anyway, so we are here with episode three of Echoes on Netflix. This episode is called Party. Party! Woo! Party! They're going to get crazy up in, where the heck are we? Mount Echo? Mount Echo, Virginia, gonna get lit tonight, you guys. I think they were already crazy there. Like, there was no need to get any, I mean, this legit They're lit in other ways, Mm -hmm. I think. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so... I believe it's my turn. It is because I off. when it's okay. I try to remember when it's your turn. Then I'm like, I don't have to take a lot of notes right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, slacker. Okay. <laughs> well, we open on a brief shot of the church before it burned, and then we go to current day Lenny throwing back whiskey and saying, "Jaina, why are you trying to hurt me? This is our home. We can work it out. I don't know what Dylan told you, but he always tried to break us apart. Remember." And then her laptop starts dinging, and it's more pictures of the crime scene at the church, I think. Yeah. And the computer is basically saying, if you keep fucking around with Dylan, you're going to find out. Not in those exact words, but it was pretty close. So there's a lot of flashbacks in this episode. So we get a lot of younger Lenny and Gina backstory, Mm -hmm. which I don't know, maybe they think we care about. I don't. But anyway, Lenny. 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 I I cannot. Jenny. I can't. Lenny. Lenny is yelling at Gina about keeping secrets. Apparently, Lenny has found some diary entries from Gina saying how she wished she wasn't a twin sometimes, and sometimes she wished her sister was dead, and it was her that killed her. I was like, wow, Gina, I mean, that's pretty harsh. Like, I would probably have my feelings hurt if my sister was writing shit like that. I don't know if I'd have my feelings hurt. I'd be like, well, fuck. I need to put a lock on my door. (laughs) I was like, Gina, they're called thoughts for a reason. You you should keep them inside. Not all of them need to come out, honey. (laughs) Yeah. And you especially don't need to write them down (laughs) in black and white. Back with Lenny in the present, and she's calling Dylan, who I swear she just said Gina should stay away from, but I was like, okay. And she's leaving him a message saying, why haven't you called me back? Gina needs us, yada, yada. A voiceover of Lenny says, you betrayed me by telling Dylan about us. Well, joke's on you because I told him how fucked up in the head you are, and he doesn't want you anymore, so meh. And she goes into the bathroom to run a bath. And, of course, she flashes back to this scene of whoever this is being held down in the bathtub. I was like, stop fucking taking baths, you dumbass. Like, it's clearly a trigger for you. Stop it. But she gets over it real quick because two seconds later, she's laying in the tub, sobbing and telling Gina that she'd do anything for her. I'd even take a bath when you know how triggering it is for me. (laughs) You know how scared I am of that bathtub. (laughs) So Lenny's out of the tub now and she's watching movies of Maddie on her laptop. Flashback again to young Lenny and Gina. And Lenny is saying how we can't keep secrets from each other anymore. If you want to murder me, you need to tell me, okay? (laughs) And Gina's like, oh, yeah, well, what about Jack? And Lenny says, nothing happened with Jack, but you're right. 
And here is my super brilliant, awesome idea of how we're going to fix this thing between us. We are going to share a diary. Doesn't that sound awesome? And Gina's face is like, um, no. But I guess she agreed to it because 20 years later, here we are with the shared online diary. They at least advanced to an online They did. They, they I mean, so nice job it makes no sense they came into the whatever century this this makes zero sense to me because she says from you nope. know we, let's share this one book we can keep secrets from each other but not the book and i was like the what <laughs> are we writing now <laughs> what is the point of this? don't tell lenny it. it, it's so stupid this is so dumb it is so back at the farm lenny says she's baking breakfast she's just making this big elaborate tv breakfast you know how they do mm-hmm. and <laughs> She's talking to Maddie, and she, and Maddie's asking, you know, where she's been. She said, I was with Gina, because they're not doing their big fancy birthday trip this year. She wanted to spend some extra time with her, you know, no biggie. So she starts making pancakes, and she gives them to Maddie, and she's like, look, I made you pancakes. And Maddie's like, yeah, don't you remember we do them with chocolate chips now? And I was like, Maddie is, like, the only one onto their bullshit. Like, she's like, remember, remember, hmm, we've been doing this thing? So Jack walks in. She's like, I made you eggs. And he's like, yeah, I don't want the four-course breakfast you made. I just want coffee because this is a TV show and that's how we do. That's how you show you're pissed. You just ask for coffee. Yeah. You just ask for coffee and you walk out. Or you have, or it's the kids in the morning. They grab juice and a piece of toast and run out mm-hmm. the door. So Lenny says to Maddie, mommy's home and she's never leaving again. <laughs> Jack's looking at her like, yeah, I've heard that before. Well, their dad just walks into the house like... He owns a joint. Maybe he does. I don't even know anymore. And he says, hey, I, don't, I don't even know where we are. I don't know. And he says, happy birthday. And he says, where's Gina? And she says, oh, well, she's resting. And he's like, hmm, that's funny because you were the one with a head injury and stuff. And we still made you go take your kid to school. So what she got to rest about? And make breakfast, apparently. Yeah. And he tells her that he and Claudia have been hard at work working on their birthday party. And he's invited all her friends like Meg. Remember Meg? Remember Meg? <laughs> Like, remember how you're all in a big fight? I invited her to do your party. And Lenny's like, that sounds great. Then he tells her that he also invited the whole freaking town because they came out to find your dumbass, so at least give them some cake. All right? That's how it works. And then he says, and by the way, Gina's coming to the party. That's just how it is. Both of you coming to the party. Cool? Got it. Lenny walks out of the kitchen because Jack's gone. Dad's gone. I don't know where the frick Maddie went. Who cares? Because she's stupid. She goes in, like, the living room area, and there's Natasha on her phone. Like, hey, still my Daisy Dukes, what's up? So Lenny says, you know what, we're not going to need you enough today. Why don't you go on home? And she says, well, maybe you should spend some time with Maddie, because she's been telling me all about how you go and see all these friends that, you know, and she never gets to see you. Here's the plan. You stay here with Maddie, because she's kind of annoying. Nobody wants to hang out with her. And I will go, but you know where to find me if my phone dies, right? Right? And Natasha says, yeah. The Echo Echo, where you normally hang out at? And she's like, oh, cool. So that's where I hang out. Okay, remember, I got to do that. Thank you for filling in that blank. I was really worried you weren't going to. I know. So Lenny immediately drives to the diner because apparently this is her routine. And who's waiting in the booth? Officer Paula. Is there something going on between these two? I'm starting to I wonder. I don't know. They're awfully friendly. I don't know. So she goes and sits down. And Paul's like, hey, girl. I didn't know if we'd meet after what you said about Jack, you know. 
And Lenny's like, what does that mean? And Paula does the TV, no answer. Like, oh, anyways, here comes the waitress. Here comes the waitress. And Lenny says, you know, I don't want anything. I just ate like an 18-piece breakfast at home that nobody else fucking ate. So I had to eat it all. And Paula says, well, oh, you can't be not eating again. She's going to want her usual. So this one, Lenny says, hey, so since we're waiting for all this food to come, about that church fire, I was thinking about that. Why does the sheriff think it's connected? Any ideas? And Paul's like, I don't know. But she spent yesterday talking all day to Meg about it. And, you know, that guy went missing and Floss thinks it's connected. And Lenny's like, what? No other further explanation. The waitress comes and sets down a plate. It is heaped with bacon, raw spinach, and two bananas. And I am so fucking confused. Like, what is, what, what is this? Yeah. Two bananas peeled. A shit ton of bacon and what was that like lettuce i thought it was spinach but spinach yeah something something green and leafy i was like that all goes in the smoothie right except for the bacon i'm confused and lenny seems like totally thrown off like by this like oh this is what gina's been eating obviously gina's on her shit again i don't know Maybe that's an L.A. thing. Maybe. So Paula says, your dad convinced Meg to come to this party tonight. I hope I get to come, you know, and get to know Gina better because she's like you, but different. No, they're the same person. They've already said this a thousand times. It's true. Yeah. So Lenny goes back to the car and apparently she now has a go bag for turning into Gina. So she (laughs) starts taking out her braid and putting on heavy eyeliner and then sunglasses first thing she does is she calls meg on the phone and convinces her to come meet her and meg comes willingly like no problem she's like so you want to talk about lenny let's talk about lenny because lenny sucks and i want to talk all about her and she's like so anyways we had this big blow up because it all started when my cousin came back to town you remember dylan right and i was like dylan's her cousin i'm so confused Mm -hmm. she's like lenny didn't tell you about coming coming back well Here's the thing. She threatened me. I won't tell you with what, but she threatened me and I will never speak to her again. She's like, because that threat would have meant the end of my life. And you know what's really weird is Dylan keeps asking me about that night that old church burned. And I told him, I don't even like remember that. That was so long ago. And then he also asked about like how Claudia got hurt. Do you think that's weird? I think that's weird. That was years before he lived here, though, so it's really super weird. I was like, this was a lot of exposition in one stupid conversation. Yes, and it's so obviously exposition because it does not flow in a conversational manner whatsoever. Yeah, you're gonna, so freaking random. I'm going to go it. meet up with my twin's best friend and be like, hey, girl. And she's like, so anyways, no, she threatened <laughs> me. And OK, so so then there's another quick change to Lenny. And then she has to get back in her car and do another quick change out of her go bag for transformations because this is how we do. I was like, is there makeup wipes in there to knock off all the eyeliner? There's still going to be some on there. You're not going to get away with that Mm -hmm. shit. It's really hard to get all that off. People notice your earrings, sweet cheeks. They're going to notice the eyeliner. Mm -hmm. This next scene is also completely random. So random. So Lenny is now at some old lady's house, Mrs. Taylor, whoever that is. And she's like, are you that one or the other one? And Lenny's like, yes. And she just walks in and there's a picture on a table of Dylan. So I was like, this is either Dylan's mom or grandma. This is the grandma. This is the grandma that loves him so much. That loves Gina so much. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. 
Lenny asks about Dylan and Mrs. Taylor says, oh, he stops by sometimes. And Lenny is like, you know where I can find him? And she's like, I don't know. Lenny is like super casual. like, And she's like, does he ever talk about that fire? And the lady's like, no. And then she asks Lenny to leave in like a very Southern way. She says, well, if he comes by, I'll tell him to call you at the farm. Like, get the fuck out of my house, you crazy lady. So Lenny gets a message and leaves. As she walks out, she peeks into the side room and she sees a backpack. A very modern it's day. A very modern day ladies uh-huh. backpack. Okay. But flashback to 20 years ago when young Dylan is moving into town and he's putting that backpack on like he still carries this same backpack from decades ago okay so in this flashback jack and the girls are driving by and gina's making googly eyes at dylan and then like the three of them end up at some kind of store clothing store i, I don't know i think and it was Lenny... a thrift store is what i got it was like a thrift okay. store because it's like a bunch of crap everywhere. And Lenny is telling Jack how Gina's in one of her moods. And Jack is stuck on the fact that when they passed by Dylan as he was unpacking stuff out of his truck, Gina had said, who would move to this town? And he's like, yeah, like, this is such an awful place. Like, what the hell? And Lenny says, yeah, she hates this place. She wants to move out west, but I'm staying here forever because you're so cute. So then cut to Lenny as Gina calling Charlie and leaving him a voicemail. A voicemail. Mail. Both of those sound <laughs> Both of those sound wrong. I, I don't know. Telling him that she's probably going to stay for a few more days to make sure Lenny is okay. Another call buzzes in, and it's from United National Bank. So she's like, "Oh, I want to know what this is about." Hello, and whoever this is, asks for Gina, and she's like, "That's me." And he says he's calling to confirm her transfer. It's sixty thousand dollars to some random bank in Mount Echo, and she's like, "Yes, absolutely, I confirm that." Also, can you put a note to hold that transfer until two thirty? So that gives her time to get there, and he's like, "Sure." As she's driving, a call from Claudia comes in. Like, she's tearing ass over to this bank. I think it's like 210. So, time's a ticking. Claudia's like, oh, there's a sheet cake for the party that absolutely must be picked up before the bakery closes at 2.30. I was like, what bakery closes at 2.30? Mount Echo Bakery. Uh, Yeah, apparently. She tells Claudia, I am far too busy. But when Claudia says that she'll just call and ask Gina, Lenny's like, nope, nope, don't do that. I can totally get the cake. So I'm right she, on top of that, Rose. Yeah, I'm right on top of that, Rose. She makes a beeline to the bakery. And what a coincidence. The sheriff is here and she's eating something because that is her that character is the choice. Acting choice yeah. That, yes, that this actress has made. That's fine. That's cool. Uh, she is thrilled to see Lenny. She's like, Lenny. I'm so excited about the party tonight. And Lenny's like, okay, cool. See you later. I got to get the cake and get out of here. And Floss just follows her around. And she's like, I'm sure you want to know what we found out about those horse thieves. Turns out that foal had the same markings as a foal stolen one state over. Isn't that weird? And then she's like, I know you and Jack aren't in the business of stealing horses, but I know about the loans. So I, I guess she's talking about like loans that they're laid on, that they're 
needing to pay. Or they have millions of loans out. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I I didn't know exactly what she was talking about, but it's not important. Lenny's like, should I call my lawyer? And Floss just drops the subject completely. Again, tells her how excited she is to see both Lenny and Gina at the party. Ta-ta for now. They bring out this cake. And I'm like, this cake is supposed to feed all of Mount Echo. Are you kidding me? This cake could feed 12 people, maybe. And it's got a picture of Lenny and Claudia and the dad on it. It's like one of those type of cakes with the photo on top. And Lenny's talking to Claudia on the phone now, I guess. Because I think she thought there was a mistake. She's like, um, this picture. Yeah, where's Gina? She would have known that they hadn't taken a picture altogether. Claudia says she didn't have a picture of Gina. I don't know if maybe they could have photoshopped one in, but whatever. She's just like, can you please make sure the filling is raspberry? Okay, can you focus on what's what important? Well, how's she going to find oh. out? She's going to stick her finger in it? How are you going to find out if the filling is raspberry? Like, how are you going to know? I don't know. It's just like a tiny sheet cake you get from Walmart. That's not going to feed the whole town. I'd be like, sure, Claude. And I'd stick my finger right through her face on the picture. <laughs> yep, it's raspberry. <laughs> Just lick my finger. It's raspberry. Hope you're happy. I thought it was very telling when they're doing the whole thrift shop thing and they're seeing Dylan. The Melissa Etheridge is screaming, I'm the only one. (laughs) I was like, oh, because you want to be the only one. You want to kill your twin. Got it. So Lenny's back in the car. She's got the cake in there and strapped in, I guess, because she's driving like a banshee. (laughs) And she heads to the bank. And as she's getting out of the car, who does she see running out of the bank like they just robbed it? It's Gina and Dylan. So there are two of them. (gasps) Theory blown. Gina has the heaviest eyeliner I've ever seen and a leather Uh jacket, which obviously she's (laughs) the bad twin. Mm. And then she makes this weird throat cutting motion, Lena. Delina. Hmm. She makes this weird throat cutting <laughs> motion to Lenny, but starts at her temple and kind of goes down her cheek. And Lenny's like, oh, and then starts to run after her. <laughs> but Dylan pulls Gina away. And suddenly this small town is filled with more traffic than a Labor Day Sunday. I don't, I, what the hell? And she can't get across the street because all of a sudden there's everybody that's like, go, 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 Gina's coming. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> so she's, she can't get across the road. So she watches them drive away and then Quick gets in her car and changes her appearance to Gina. Like, go back. And then runs into the bank like wearing just a tank top. And the teller's like, you're back already? And she's like, yeah. And she's like, the teller says, do you have your ID? And she's like, oh, sure. So Gina couldn't get the money because she didn't have mm-hmm. her Gina ID because the Gina ID she had was over a year old, you know, right. because she hasn't been yep. Gina for a year. The cashier says, how would you like the funds? And Lenny says, uh, cashier's check. Cashier's check would be great because that's much harder for people to, like, just take off with. So then she goes back to the car and she gets in and she makes that same finger motion to her face. Like, it's, it's weird. We have an immediate flashback to Jack and Lenny, like, under a tree and he's running his finger over her face, like in that same spot. And he's asking her, what about Gina? And Lenny says, I'll take care of Gina and make it okay. And they start making out. Well then Gina or Gina, as it says in my um, notes, uh, <laughs> it comes running out of the house and she's pissed because she just found a knife in their room. Jack says, he left it there on accident. She's like, in our room where we sleep? And I was like, yeah, why? Why did he have this? Like, what's what's happening? She says, and I love that Lenny says, I used it for crafts. 
pirate it to do crafts. And she says, BS, we use dad's razors to make our headless dolls. So I call foul. And she's like, and by the way, I went to go put the, went to find the diary and this knife fell out. Is that why you forgot to return it? You were busy making crafts with Jack. And she says, I thought we were the same. Are we the same when you are with him? And I'm like, this is getting real weird. Jack tells her, it's my fault. I'm sorry. Gina says, no, we're not the same. We never will be again. So she opens up the knife and then slices her face like from temple to jaw along that place that she was motioning to as an adult. And I was like, this is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. Uh-huh. So it's later that same night. Gina's completely dressed and sitting in the tub. Why? Who knows? And Lenny is cleaning up the blood, the little bit of blood on her face. And Lenny's saying, she's sorry. We didn't mean to. And Gina says, oh, so his penis accidentally fell into your vagina? Or like what? <laughs> Lenny says, there is nothing I have that I won't give you. Nothing I won't get for you. Two is one. Always. So she opens up the medicine cabinet. And surprise, there's dad's razor blades for their handicrafts. And makes Gina watch as she opens up the razor and cuts herself in the exact same spot so they can always be identical. And now I'm thinking Lenny's the one with the problem. Like, this is... These ge- people. Vagina is cool and Lenny is nuts. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. So, back in the present, Lenny is driving back onto the farm. When she gets up to the house, Dylan is parked by the front porch. She demands to know where Gina is. He calls her a thief and says, you stole the passports, the tickets, the money, and you better give it back. And Lenny's telling him, she's using you. She's going to turn on you. And he's like, you're the user. Uh, He says, you've been using Gina her whole life. And he threatens to tell Jack everything. And she threatens him right back by saying she'll tell Floss about him stealing horses. She tells him to bring Gina back to her or else he'll go down for manslaughter. I was like, what? I think for I the get... bullet in the, in the person in the church. Because <sighs> he's involved in that somehow. That. Who did any of this? He says Gina is done with her. And as they're arguing, Jack is watching through the front door. I'm like, that must be super awkward. She tells him, you're temporary. Get the hell off my property. So he leaves. Back in the past with young Gina running out of the front door because Dylan is waiting on his super cool motorcycle outside the farmhouse. And they take off and Lenny runs out. She's like, oh man, they totally left me. Later, they're in their bedroom talking about Jack, the twins, the girls. Lenny asks if Gina loves Dylan. And she's like, but don't you love Jack? And Gina's like, well, Jack's yours. And Lenny says that she doesn't care about Jack. She cares about Gina. What's mine is yours, and what's yours is mine. And then they start speaking in the weird twin language again, and I'm pretty sure that they said in their twin language, what's mine is yours, and what's yours is mine, and they touch foreheads, and then they switch clothes. So Gina pretends to be Lenny and goes to have sex with Jack in the stables, because that's fine. No issues with that at all. Totally stable. Yeah, totally stable in the stables. Yeah. Yeah. Later that night in the present, Lenny is rifling through some papers when Jack walks in. She tells him she's looking for something to give Floss to save themselves. He's like, don't you mean you and your boyfriend? 
Suddenly, her phone buzzes. It's Gina. Lenny pretends to be having a normal conversation, but Gina is just being a bitch on the other end. She's obviously at the room at the Riverside looking for the money and the passports, but they aren't there because Lenny's no dumb bitch. Lenny says, okay, good talk, Gina. I'll see you soon, and hangs up. She tells Jack, look, can we continue this later? Gina really needs me at Riverside. And when she gets to the room, there's no Gina, but there is a present, a wrapped present sitting on the bed. It's the diary, and the pages are stained with blood. Okay. Her cell phone chimes. It's Claudia saying, like, a message, I'll see you at the party. There's also a message from Gina that's a picture of her and their dad, and it says, just catching up with dad, and maybe I should tell him everything. So Lenny rushes to the party. She runs into the dad who says Gina is out back and she's looking for Lenny. When she goes to the backyard, Gina's there talking to Jack, but before she can make it over there to them, Sheriff Floss intercepts her. And naturally, she's eating something. I believe it's cheese puffs, to be exact. She points out two horsey-looking guys standing by a tree, and I was laughed, and I was like, <laughs> she was like, not that they look like horses, but they work with horses. I was like, thank you for the clarification, <laughs> Sheriff. She keeps going on and on about these guys, and Jack walks up and kisses Lenny on the cheek, and is like, can I have a private moment? And she's like, that would be great, but I need to talk to Gina first. And finally, she finds Gina, and she's standing by another tree with Charlie. Hey, Charlie flew in for the party. Isn't this exciting? And Gina's like, isn't this so great that we're all together? And then some random guy tries to take their picture But Gina's like, we should include Claudia. I'll go find her. So she just randomly walks away. And then Charlie tells Lenny that he's glad she's okay. And then Jack joins this awkward little conversation. And it gets even more awkward when Charlie mentions the $60,000 that evidently he thinks he and Gina have lent Jack and Lenny to help out with the estate. Jack is gobsmacked. I was like, Matt Bomer's face right here was so perfect. He was like, um, say what now? Lenny just says thank you to Charlie because she doesn't want to get into all of this in front of Jack and he's still so confused and Charlie just goes to get more beer because, I mean, it's a party after all. Jack is like, what the fuck is going on, Lenny? And she, of course, like every other person in this show, doesn't answer his questions, just walks away to find Gina. But finally, someone won't just let it go that they ask a question and the person doesn't answer. And he follows her into the house and he keeps asking her about the money and then about her boyfriend. And suddenly everybody at the party is listening to this hot goss. They're like, oh, say what? This party just got good. I'm so confused because, okay, it's nighttime. Lenny is rifling through these things in the in the barn, right? Right. And then she gets the she gets the picture from Gina that says just catching up with dad. It's full sun and they are outside. What is with the time zone in this fucking place? I don't understand. I don't know. And then I think Charlie's on to their nonsense because he keeps asking her about like what side did she fall on? And then he says, You must be tired from juggling so oh, much yeah. lately. And I was like, Oh, Charlie's on to them. Mm. He's he knows they're two different people. Or, you know, they've been switching, I think. So Right, right, right. So I can see that. Mm-hmm. This Lenny and Jack scene is un- unfolding in front of everybody in this party. This is when Meg pops up because Lenny said, there's nothing going on between us. Meg pops in and says, that's not true. You've been lying to everyone. It's time we both came clean. She's like the worst actress I've ever seen. <laughs> She's like, I am not going to have you threaten me anymore. Because the truth is, 
I am in love with this woman and grabs this random lady's hand and like Gina and Lenny's dad is appalled. He's like, what? This isn't supposed to be a party. What is happening? Lenny storms out like, oh my God. She looks out. She's, she's running outside. The weird horse guys are at the barn with Jack. So apparently he invited them to this party. So then all of a sudden Gina comes up behind Lenny and whispers, look at Jack. Truth is he made his own bed here. And she's like, I want the money and the passports. Lenny says, does this have to do with Dylan? Gina's like, nope. Lenny says, it does. Gina says, nope. It has to do with the fact that I'm leaving. Lenny says, well, you will never leave Maddie or Jack or Charlie or me or this convoluted web that we've weaved. Do not destroy this family. Talk to Charlie and tell him you are struggling. You are having a break. And Gina says, yeah, I'm having a breakup with my fucked up life. Bye, bitch. So she pulls out a flash drive out of her pocket and says, this is the fun thing about this electronic diary that we've got for so long is that you can back it up anytime and just slip it into the pocket of, you know, the sheriff or dad or Charlie. And then they know absolutely everything. It's not fun. Everything about us and Claudia and the fire. When he says, well, even if you wanted to destroy me, you wouldn't. You'd break too many hearts and you just, you wouldn't, you know, think of Maddie and dad. And she's like, I am. I'm thinking about them. I'm thinking about how I want to get them away from you. That's when Lenny's like, ha ha, I have one card left to play. P.S. Mm-hmm. Dad has six months to live. Uh, don't you want to spend it with him instead of blowing up his world? And Gina says, well, am I spending it as me or as you? And I was like, oh, burn. Mm-hmm. That's when Claudia yells out, time for cake. Lenny says, you're killing me, Gina. Just like the cake's going to kill our dad with his heart problem. (laughs) Gina's insisting that she's not killing her. She's saving herself. Let's go blow off candles for the family. (sighs) So they go back inside. And as they're going in, the sheriff stops Lenny and says, were you and Gina having words? And I was like, fucking lady, leave them alone. Like, you need, None of your business. You need a hobby or something. And Lenny says, yeah, family stuff. The sheriff says, eats a Cheeto and says, mm-hmm. And I was like, the mouth sounds on this show. <laughs> I know. I know. So Lenny runs in the house and she sees Gina and dad talking about his dying. And he's like, let's find Maddie, okay? Lenny, walk me to the table. So suddenly he can't even, like, walk. I mean, he was washing dishes last episode, but now he can't walk. Right. As Lenny grabs a hold of him, Dad says to her, the marriage is more important than the farm. It's more important than anything. Fix it. Get rid of the James boy or I will. And I was like, what are you going to do? Like, for real, what are you going to do? I bet he knows people because, like, the older men in my family, like, they're not going to kick your ass, but they definitely know one or two people who wouldn't. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So they gather around the table and everybody's singing happy birthday and they go around the cake and smile. Lenny smiles and Gina looks miserable and Gina whispers, happy birthday, love. Give us the money or we'll take everything from you. They've got Maddie in between them and Maddie blows out the candles. And as that happens, Lenny's just like, oh, this is so awful. My whole life's a mess. She doesn't notice that Gina kind of walks off with Maddie. Mm -hmm. And then Lenny's like, wait, where did Gina go? And Meg stops her and says, I don't know why you do what you did. but You helped me find my path and to be my true self. And we're like, okay, calm down. So and then she starts running after Gina. But then she gets stopped by Claudia, who has to introduce her to her new boyfriend, Bo. Because he's her new beau. 
it's dumb. Mm-hmm. These yeah. writers are dumb. So she goes running outside, and conveniently, Gina is gone, and so is Maddie. Disappeared into the night. End scene. That's pretty fucked up to take her kid. I don't think it's her kid. What, you think it's Gina's? Oh, yeah, for 100%. Oh, okay. I said, this is the saddest version of Happy Birthday we have heard <laughs> since Cruel Summer. Do you remember that? Yes. And then they they put the candle, like, right through, like, Lenny's face on that cake. It was so much rudeness <laughs> in one thing. They could at least made a Gina out of candles or something to put on there. I know. Squirt some icing on there. So rude. I like that theory that Maddie is Gina's. Yeah, I think that's why she said, okay, here's my thought. Backtracking on that they're the same person. Obviously, that's not true. Okay. But I'm still, I think it's very important in that first episode where they showed one of them in a hospital gown in a bed and the other one coming in and hugging them. Mm -hmm. I think somebody had a baby and never wanted to have a baby or were so overwhelmed or had like some postpartum stuff or something. And so they switched and then the other one took care of it. So that might even be maybe Dylan's baby. Maybe. That's a good, I mean, that could be. Mm. Or we don't know who this person is in the fire. Like, who is this person? Oh, true. Yeah. So, I mean, it's hard to say. That's very astute, Tiffany. Good. I think job. Charlie's onto their shit. I think Jack might be mm-hmm. because, I mean, the way he was making out with both of them and, like, it didn't feel bad about it, I think he's known about them for a while. Right. Like, I think since probably since, like, high school or whatever, the, their, how, I mean, these I, their, their ages are undetermined. I think he's known for some time. I don't think they're very good at hiding this secret. Like, they're like, Gina's like, <laughs> what? Gina's like, I'm going to blow up your whole world. And she's like, literally everybody already knows. So, because uh, the kid knows, Maddie knows, she's clearly knows. Right. So they're just not good at the secret keeping, like, everyone knows. No. But I, I think not. that's what sent Gina over. The, or she's saying, like, the whole, like, she had a mental breakdown. Well, maybe it was, like, a postpartum thing. Or maybe it was mm-hmm. something happened. She Oh. What? The miscarriage thing. Yeah. Maybe people found out that Gina was pregnant and she claimed to have a miscarriage, but then it ended up they swapped and then it looked like Lenny was the one that had the baby. Yeah. And yeah. 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 Ooh, we're figuring this all out. We're so smart. But I also think at this point they don't know who each other is. I don't think they really know. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I was saying maybe in the first episode, that at this point they aren't even sure which is which. I think Gina's always wanted to be her own person. Lenny was so like, you're mine. We're going to be together forever. And then mm-hmm. the whole what's yours is mine. Mm-hmm. She wanted some Dylan action. Right. She wanted to know what that's all about. So I think Lenny's not a great person. And Gina's like kind of mentally not stable from the whole thing. And Lenny manipulated that. Yeah. Maybe she couldn't get pregnant, and then Gina got pregnant, and she's like, oh, shit, let's switch real quick. And then now I got a baby. Right, yeah. Interesting. Or, ooh, what if Jack somehow knows that he can't really have a baby? Oh, yeah. So then she was, like, fooling. Okay. Yeah, that's a good other good one, too. As he's, We're going to get mm-hmm. deep into the, the weeds here if we keep going with this. Yeah, this is interesting. So that is all for episode Three of Echoes. It's a party, y'all. It is a party. That was quite the party. Anyway, so if you want to let us know. What's in your go bag? (laughs) Definitely eyeliner. 
and for sure. Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have eyeliner in mine. I would have stuff for my brows, but I wouldn't have eyeliner. Okay, you're asking me this seriously. Well, it's definitely going to be an eyebrow pencil because I have to define my eyebrows because they barely exist. Same. And some mascara, a little bit of lipstick because my mama always said that she didn't go anywhere without some color on her lips. And every time I wear lipstick, she'd be like, oh, Kelly, that just looks so pretty on you. (laughs) It's so beautiful. And then my earbuds, because I always have to be listening to a podcast. And yeah. Hmm. Some fuzzy socks, because my feet are always cold. Oh, no, that's a lot of, that's a lot of stuff. Um, It is not, it's four things. No, I mean, like, those are things I would have never thought of. Um, Hmm. What's in, I mean, like, like, I've really pared my shit down. Um, I'd always need... I always need a pen and a pad of paper because that's just my mm-hmm. life now. And I always have a script in my purse, so there's that. There's always some kind of script hanging out. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think of what's actually in my purse, which I guess would be considered my go bag. And it is, like, lipstick, chapstick, because that's two different things. It's not the same. Right. You cannot use one as the other. I always have aspirin and I always have gum. Oh, I always have hand sanitizer and I always have a little tube of sunscreen because I'm a delicate flower (laughs) and you just never know when I might be caught off guard and need to shield my pasty white skin. I have gum, chapstick, and aspirin in my purse, in my car, in my locker at work. (laughs) Those are my three things that I always (laughs) have to have, so... Well, there's your That's go my bag. go bag, I guess. All right. Tell us what's in your go bag. And you can do that in as many places as things you can put in your go bag. Like where, Tiffany? You can go to our website at thatsoriginalpodcast.com and check us out. We're awesome. And everything cool is on there. Yep. You could send us an email at thatsoriginalpodcast at gmail.com. It's very simple, kids. We can't make it any simpler. You could go to Facebook or Insta. And check us out at That's Original Podcast. See our amazing memes. Say hi. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to go to Twitter and be like that kind of person and be super cool like the cool kids, it's That's So Pod at Twitter. At Twitter. On Twitter. Like the cool kid on Twitter. On Twitter. It's That's So Pod. And <laughs> like us and review us on iTunes. Follow us and pledge your devotion on Spotify and Stitcher. Say something, send us a telegram. Skywriting is fine. Smoke signal. Yeah, yeah, yeah any yeah, of yeah. those. Like a banner that they fly behind um, a blimp. Yeah. You could do that too. That's kind of pricey. It would probably be cheaper if you just sent us an email. For real. But you do you. That's what I'm saying. I mean, we're not opposed to whatever, so. No, I mean, if you want to spend your hard earned money on a banner behind a blimp, who am I? All right, everybody. Well, Thank you very much for listening. If you've made it this far through our ridiculousness, you are amazing and I love you. And we will talk to you next week about episode four of Echoes. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye.